Hey, this is Travis Bennett, the pastor here at Arena of Life Church, and I just want to welcome you to our podcast. I pray this builds your faith, encourages you, and brings you to newer levels in Christ. Enjoy the message. Well, who's happy to be in the house of the Lord today? I'm going to ask that one more time. Who's happy to be in the house of the Lord? Say. Uh, David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. And so, uh, hey, I just want to tell you, thanks, thanks to each and every one of you for praying for me last week. Uh, it's amazing what a week will do. I'm, uh, I'm not necessarily, I was telling somebody this morning, I went back to my old wicked ways and rolled over to my belly in the middle of the night last night. Woke me up real quick that I needed to go back to my back, but I'm feeling a whole lot better, but... Uh, um, so I just want to thank you guys for praying for me. And also, too, I just want you to get your hearts ready. I know you saw a video announcement a while ago. But next week, we are going to have given to the vision. And I always call it the state of the church, just like our president gives uh, us the state of the dress of where we are as a country. I'm going to give you the state of the dress of where we are as a church and uh, what we've done last year, but where we're going. Aren't you thankful where God has taken us? How many of y'all know God's called us to take new ground, take new territory? So I'm excited about uh, next week. So come come ready. Uh, I want you to pray together as a family. This is what we'll do in my home of a gift that God would have the Bennett's to bring or your house to bring over and above the tithe. And uh, it's with gifts like this. Like last year, we would be able to pay off all of our properties. Now Arena of Life is completely debt-free after 20 years. Come on, give God praise for that. <clears throat> we'll rejoice next week as well. But now it's time to expand. It's time. How many of y'all would, would be thankful for a bigger foyer out there to where you could mingle with one another and, and have some elbow space? I mean, there's, there's so much vision that we have for the house that I'm going to share with you next week. All right. Hey, we're in the middle of this uh, series called Connection Medic. How many of y'all know it's God's desire to be in relationships for us to have godly relationships, to have spirit-filled homes, as the Bible tells us in, in, uh, in Ephesians chapter 5, of living the spirit-filled life, that we as parents, that we exude the spirit-filled life, that our kids exude the spirit-filled. But <clears throat> can I tell you, it doesn't always come easy. Sometimes it comes at a cost. And in the first week, I gave you the analogy of being on an old-school merry-go-round and what that feels like. But if you get to the center, it slows everything down. It doesn't mean there's chaos all around us. But when we link arms with godly people around us, uh, you rise and fall to the level of your friends. When you link arms and you get into the middle of that, it makes everything slow down because your anchor is in the Lord. And uh, we talked about godly relationships last week. I talked about the root of deception of what people go down. But today, I want to kind of give you a little bit of a different analogy. I was sitting on the couch with some of my kids on what day was it that all of a sudden it was Amarillo, Texas, nice in the morning, then it began to rain, then it began to snow, it came all in at once. Was it Wednesday or Thursday? But we got a little bit of rain at the house, and the kids, they were doing something, and I said, or, or one of them was watching something on YouTube, and it wasn't necessarily bad, but it wasn't necessarily good as well. So I had a little powwow moment. You know, parents, if you don't have those powwow moments where you just kind of pour into your kids, I want to encourage you to have them. That's why it's important that we get around the dinner table. Come on, are you hearing me? 
<clears throat> I may be old school, but how many of y'all know we had a better America and a better understanding of life years ago when we had these principles inside of our home? So I had this powwow, and, and I said, you may not think this little thing is that big of a deal, but little things lead to big things. And so it began to rain, and I heard outside the window there, our gutter began to fill up with rain, and it was going down. I said, I want to give you an example here, <clears throat> just to kind of give them details of what I was talking about. And so as it began to rain, the water came down, and it, and it went out. And what I've done is I've, I have mulch around there, but I have dug out a place where the rain will go out, and it goes actually uh, out into our driveway. And I said, see, if I didn't do that, what would happen was, if I didn't have that cement, you know, navigator that, that pushes the, the, the rain that particular way, what would happen is, is the rain would come straight down. And what over time it would do is that rain would seep into the foundation of our home. Now, it may be one drop at a time, one drop at a time, one drop at a time. It may just come from rain to rain, rain to rain, rain to rain, or when we have the sprinklers on or whatever. But that one drop leads to two drops, and that one, two drops leads to three drops, and three drops leads to four drops. Are you hearing me this morning? How many of y'all know this happens in a lot of areas of life? It's the little things. And so what I, I said what would happen was is it get into the foundation one drop at a time. And then what would happen, it would not only affect the foundation, but then it, what I've seen it do is it creeps up the wall and it gets inside of your, um, uh, your walls there. Your, not your concrete. What am I talking about? Uh, drywall gets inside of your drywall there and it creeps up and then you have to cut it out one time my office flooded and ron had to come in and about six inches maybe a foot up he had to cut the drywall because it affected that and i said and but what happened was is it wasn't just overnight that this happened it was a little bit at a time that creeped in there you know uh this last week i've been up on or the week before especially on the first day i was kind of up on the couch and so i got caught up on some forensic files Pastor Brandy always asked me, why do you watch these shows? Are you getting some ideas to take me out? You know, <laughs> I said, yeah, that's why you can't watch them. No, that's nothing that. <clears throat> but I watched an episode, I'd seen it before, about this lady. She was on her third marriage, and she had happened to marry some pretty wealthy guys every single time. So they begin to study her out of why her husbands were dying these freakish deaths. And it wasn't just the... Uh, it, it wasn't just the one time she put antifreeze inside of her sweet, his sweet tea. It was the second time and the third time and the fourth time. It wasn't a bunch of antifreeze, but it was just a little antifreeze over time that poisoned him. Can I tell you, it's, it's the little things in life that if you're not careful, and if you don't deal with those in relationships, they will take them out. And they may not be red flag type things, but they're small enough to mess up a foundation. Are you hearing me this morning? They're not, they're not big enough to say, you know what, I want a divorce. I'm not going to be friends with you anymore. But if, but if you don't deal with them, they will be deadly to you. You know, the song of, in the Song of Solomon, um, uh, gosh, what's his name? But Solomon, sorry. In the, in the Song of Songs there, sorry, I'm, I'm a little off this morning. In chapter 2 and verse 15, he says, it's little foxes that spoil the vine. How many of y'all know it's the little foxes that spool the, the vine? In Zechariah chapter 4 and verse 10, it says, don't despise the day of small beginnings. What he's saying is this, it's the small things that lead to the big things. Isn't it something that Jesus said? He said, he who is faithful in little, much will be given to them. And can I tell you this, in a relationship, it's not just that people drifted apart. 
And this is where I want to go in my message this morning. This is the title, Silent But Deadly. It's not that they just drifted apart. No, it was the silent thing that became deadly in their relationship. Now, we're, it wasn't, it's not now that they're in two different stages of life. No, it was the silent things that became deadly. It's not just that we're ignoring each other and don't want to be around each other anymore. No, it might have been the silent things that led to something deadly. Are you ready for the word today? And so I want to talk about some silent but deadly things in our relationships that we have. And if we're not careful and if we don't deal with them, they will take us out. Are you ready? Number one is this, expectations that are unrealistic. Expectations that are unrealistic. Unrealistic. How many of y'all know it's very important that in our relationships we have expectations? Like when you have a kid, there's an expectation for you to raise that child. Are you hearing me? If you stood up in an altar like I did on August 19, 2005, across from Brandy, and I said, till death do us part, that's what I'm going to do. There's an expectation. But how many of y'all know sometimes in our life we have some expectations that are unrealistic? Let me explain. Like me as a dad, I remember one time uh, I, was, I was sitting with some, some kids that were about to, uh, about to have kids. And I already had two at the time. But I remember she was pregnant. I, uh, uh, she was pregnant and the, the husband uh, was sitting there as well. And I was just talking to this young couple. This is years ago. And I remember her saying this because this, this kid over uh, three tables over, she threw a fit at the table. You know, one of those deals where threw her hands in the air and her mouth went back. She was screaming. And she looked at her husband and she said, my kid will never act like that. There was everything in me going, yeah. We've all said that before. Because how many of y'all know that's an unrealistic expectation? Because rebellion, the Bible says, is bound up in the heart of a child. Now, there is an expectation over you to break that off of your child. But if you come in unrealistically like this, saying this, I played football, my football, my grandpappy's pappy played football. Now, my kids are going to play football. How many of y'all know that's unrealistic? But yet, there's people that do that all the time. And what happens is, is because of that unrealistic uh, expectation between the father and the son, what happens is, is when the boy doesn't fulfill the expectation of his father, what it does is it breaks him apart, not only as kids, but for life. I see it in marriages all the time. See, I had no expect. See, I had unrealistic expectations for Brandy. I thought that, that when we got married, that... She would not wear a turtleneck covered all the way to her feet when we go to bed. I'm like, what is going on? What is the matter with you? We're married now. You know this, right? How many of y'all know, men? That's an unreal. Women, it's an unrealistic expectation for you to think that your husband is automatically going to take out the trash when he walks in the door. It's an unrealistic expectation for you to think that his clothes are going to automatically, magically land inside of the laundry. Okay? Can we, can we be real this morning? I'm talking about unrealistic expectations that silent things but deadly things that ruin relationships all the time. Because if they're not dealt with, they'll ruin relationships. Are you hearing me this morning? Come on, I'm preaching better than you guys are listening to me. The Bible says this in James chapter 4 and verse 1. It says, what causes quarrels? And what causes fights among you? It says, is it not this that your passions are at war within you? He's saying this, you have desires. You have wants. 
you have expectations. But in verse 2, it says this, you desire and do not have, so you murder. How many of y'all know there's some people in his church at this particular time that because they didn't get what they wanted, they murdered? Okay, that's a whole different discussion for a different day. All right? If you're at that point, please come see me after the service with security. All right? But it says, you covet and cannot obtain, so you fight and you quarrel. Oh, my gosh, this explains so many people. You do not have because you do not ask. What's it say? You covet and cannot obtain, so you fight and you quarrel. What, what he's saying is this, is you have expectation because of things that you've seen. Can I, say you, can I tell you this? We came out of Valentine's Day, and on Valentine's, I, I'll, I'll give you an example uh, last year during Valentine's, Valentine's Day, we were watching uh, uh, Sweet Home Alabama. And if you know the story of Sweet Home Alabama, you know where the fun guy, you want her to end up with him. But, but uh, it, because he's fun. But then there's a guy that, that she's dating and she's caught between the middle of this politician who comes from lots of money. Not to say this other guy doesn't have a lot of money. But she's caught inside the middle. And uh, it, comes, it comes to a scene there where she has to choose between the two. And I said, I was really into the movie. I was into this chick flick. All right. And there wasn't anybody being killed or bombed or anything like that. I mean, I was into this. And uh, Pastor Brandy said, you know what? Let's go eat dinner. I said, I want to see the end. She goes, I've seen the end and it makes me sad. And I said, why does it make you sad? And I said, because she leaves the fun guy, or, or she, she leaves the one with money for the one that's fun. She was just poking at me. She said, because I felt like that's what I did. I left my dad, who has lots of money, and I fell for you. <laughs> I did what you did. I laughed. Golly, I laughed. I thought it was so funny. But, but in that conversation, I said, you know, isn't it something? People watch stuff like this, and they think that this is expectations of what a relationship would be. You know, I watch these love stories, and I see that the way that they talk to each other, these, these, these couples, they talk to her, and it's like they're intelligent, and they have all these, they're full of all kinds of words. Never in all the, all the relationship of our marriage are we've been so many full of words. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You have these expectations when you look on social media and you watch of what's happening uh, 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 other couples are doing. Can I tell you that's a fake facade? I'm going to say it one more time. That is a fake facade. And so the gap between what you're experiencing and what you're expecting, how many of y'all know sometimes it's frustrating? Like you signed up, you saw the brochure online of this job that you are applying for. And this is what you expect because this is what they put on paper. But then you enter the job and you experience something totally different. Are you hearing what I'm saying? All right. You signed up to be a parent. Do I even have to explain? All right. Then they get older. They become teenagers. And if they're girls, the middle between the expectation and the experience, right here in the middle, it's frustration is what it is. Can I get an amen from the parents this morning? Are you seeing what I'm saying? And so frustration after years, you might say, hey, we just, what we've done is, is we've just drifted apart. No, it was silent but deadly. And what it was was expectations that were unrealistic. Are you hearing me? So instead of 
dealing with the foundation, what people do is this. All right, the foundation's messed up. I'm just going to sell the house. I'm just going to walk out on the marriage. I'm just going to walk out on the job. And then what happens is, is they go to another job, and what they wanted to, ex- what they were expecting and what they were experiencing, frustration was in the middle. Because they didn't deal with the foundation that's in them. And you can't point this at anybody else. Come on, are you guys hearing me this morning? I might be talking about you. I may be clarifying some other things that's happening. But, and, and why do people do this? Because I want, I want you to look at the end. He says, you do not have because you do not ask. You know why people sell the house, walk out on the marriage, walk out on the job? It's because we expect limited humans to, pro- to provide for us only what an unlimited God can give to us. Can I tell you this? Only God can give you happiness. I must say this with all the confidence in the world. Only God can give you happiness. You may have some happy moments with people. You may have some happy experiences with people. You may have some happy days. These days are all. I got any baby boomers in the room right now? Fonzie. I'm old school. I know exactly where you are. But can I tell you this? You may have some happy days with a particular person, but only God can give you happiness. Humans can meet some needs, but not every need. Humans can meet some needs, but not every need. No one can complete you, but Jesus can. Come on, I'm going to say that one more time. No one can complete you, but Jesus can. Are you hearing me this morning? Lots of times in relationships, we think this, two halves will make a whole. No, two halves make halves, two halves. Or we think if there's two of you that's broke, What's going to happen is is two of y'all are going to be broke. It's two holes that make one hole. Are you hearing me this morning? So let's do this. Rather than have unrealistic expectations, let's seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things to be added unto us. See, it wasn't that over time they just divorced and didn't do away with each other. What was this is we had some unrealistic. Let's not have unrealistic expectation over our kids. You know, I, I, uh, I met with some parents at the first of the year that were coming to the school, and they had an eighth grader. They had several different kids, and they met in my office, and they said, our eighth grade boy, she's real emotional, she heard the word, no, he, he heard the word sex on the second day of AOL Christian Academy. I said, is that a bad word? Well, he's never heard that before. I said, ma'am, yes, he has. Does he have a telephone? You know he has. And here's the deal. You can't expect just because your kid has been homeschooled. And minute, I, I hung around him five minutes and he was wild as a buck deer. <laughs> I promise you, he was wild. And I said, but you can't expect what we have in a Christian school is kids that have came out of public school. We have kids that have been been, been in their home their whole life. That is unrealistic to think that there ain't rebellion in one kid in all of AOLCA. You know, we we have unwritten. Here's another one. I was talking to my mom yesterday, and 
they have meal trains at their church. And it's kind of funny the way she said it. She said, is it unrealistic for me to think when we, we have meal trains for people that people actually make a home-cooked meal and take it to their house? But we live in a society today, and this is what I told her. I said, Mom, just because we were raised a certain way, we can't expect that from everybody else. Can I tell you, this is what breaks up relationships. Be just because you were raised one way doesn't mean everybody you get in contact will be raised the same way. This is called walking in love. When we, were, we, were, uh, uh, when we first had Anson, he was just a baby. They had a meal train for us. We had some people from the church. They brought over cigarette lasagna. This is what I called it. They were smokers. How many of y'all know if you're a smoker, you can hide it all you want to, but you always smell like smoke. I don't care how much you spray cologne or whatever it is, but they were heavy smokers, and they brought over this lasagna. It was frozen, and it smelled like Marlboro Lights. I'm like, thank you so much for this nicotine lasagna. I'm so happy to eat it. We threw it in the trash. But I, I'm thankful for the gesture of them doing it. But here's the deal. There's some people that would have got so offended by that. I'm not coming back to the church. Why? Because it's unrealistic expectations. Come on, I'm, I am telling the truth better than y'all are nodding out there. Right, Pastor Robert? I am so right right now. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Pastor Robert doesn't tell me amen. The Holy Spirit's telling me amen right now. All right, here's the second one. Everybody say number two. <clears throat> number two is this. A silent but deadly thing in your relationships is this, no boundaries. When you have no boundaries, I'm telling you, look out. Something's about to die. And it's called your relationship. Genesis chapter 2 and verse 15, we talked a bit, little bit about this uh, last week, more from Genesis 3. But it says, so, so the Lord God took the man he had made and settled him in the Garden of Eden and cult uh, to cultivate and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, You may freely, unconditionally eat the fruit from every tree of the garden, but only from the tree of the knowledge, recognition of good and evil you shall not eat. Otherwise, on the day that you eat from it, you shall most certainly die because of your disobedience. You see what God was doing here? He was giving boundaries over these people's life. How I many of y'all know we're not to just live however we want to, do whatever we want to, say whatever we want to say, and live however we want to live? We've got to have boundaries. And in order for you to have a successful relationship in your life, you've got to have boundaries. You know, I've talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Not everybody deserves a backstage pass into your life. I thought more about this, uh, <clears throat> talking from it from this standpoint. It's like when the kids play in the snow. When they go out there, they play in the snow, they have on their snow gear, and they, get, they find mud, they get muddy. And what my wife does... <clears throat> Even when I was shooing a bunch of horses in the feedlot, Pastor Brandy would do the same thing as well. She, was, she would stand at the door, I love you, but what is on you is not coming into this house. Right? Those of you that hung around a feed yard, you can be there five minutes and you have that smell of money all over you. I love it. Right? You have that smell, but she, she'd say this. She'd say, you know what? You've been in the feed yard all day. She, you're going to take it off. Kids, I love you. I bore you. You came out of my body. God gave me to you, gave you to me. But here's the deal. I love you, but what is on you is not coming into this house. Can I tell you it's the same way we need to, those of you that have older kids, they may have some attitudes. They may have a certain way that they live at their house, but they're not going to live that way in your house. Come 
Are you hearing me? And so you've got to have some boundaries. You're not just going to let anyone and everything inside of your home. And in your relationships, it's the same way. You love that person. You, you enjoy being around that person. But there's some things on them. Hey, we're going to stop that in the car. And when you come in here, you, you, come on. I'm going to have some expectations. And I'm gonna, what I'm going to do is, is I'm going to have some boundaries. And you're not just going to come in. But today, see, lots of times people have that mentality. And what they do is cancel people completely out of their life. But today, this is what I want to do. Talking about an unlimited God. I want to talk about limits that we put on ourselves. How far I can go. See, in Genesis chapter 2 here, they were governed. All right? This ain't about governing somebody else, even though that's very healthy. But I'm talking about some things in my life that I'm going to governor in me. Are you ready? Number one is this. A boundary that I'm going to put up, I'm going to have a boundary on my tongue. I'm going to say that. Preach, white boy. Amen. Glory to God. Say it. All right. Thank you. I was going to speak to myself there. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 29, it says, Do not let unwholesome, foul, profane, worthless, vulgar words ever come out of your mouth, but only such speech as is good for building up others according to the need and and occasion, so that it will be a blessing to those who hear you speak. You know what I believe in today's time? It says, Don't let any words ever come out of your mouth or your thumbs. Mmm. That was just an extra special blessing for you to have right there. But you know, you know what? There's lots of people that say, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to give them a piece of my mind. Keep your mind. Keep your mind. Some of y'all lost enough before Jesus because <laughs> of the decisions that you made. You need to keep all the mind you have left. Amen. Are you hearing me? Everybody's saying amen except for the ones that like to give a piece of their mind. And they don't have many friends anyway. All right. Number two is this. You need to have a boundary on your thoughts. Just because you think it doesn't mean that you need to think it. Just because a bird flies over your, your head doesn't mean that he needs to build a nest inside of it. Have him keep flying. The Bible says this in Romans chapter 11, verse 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercy of God, to present your body a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable, pleasing unto him. And then what does it say? It says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by what? The renewing of your mind. Renewing of your mind. You don't have to think every thought you think. Philippians chapter 4 says this. Go, just go through it. It says, finally, my brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble... Just because your mama talked about it doesn't mean it's true. Just because you saw it on Facebook. Just because you heard it on the news. Things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are good, report. If there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. You know how many times I've met with people inside of my office that are having tension inside of their relationships? That they've made something up inside of their mind that has never even happened. Hey, they, they make up this, this, this whole facade of drama. It's what we call it. Hello, 2023. Of drama inside of their mind that has never even happened. Here's another boundary. 
You ready? I could stay on that one for a while and the one before, but I'm going to go ahead and go to the next one. You need to have a boundary on your actions. 1 Corinthians 10.31 says this, Therefore, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all to the glory of God. Whatever. Pastor Brandy, she has this toothbrush, and it's one of them ones with the battery. Not me, I'm old school. I put the toothpaste on there, and I am aggressive. I mean, I get after it. You should watch Catch now. I mean, he's like trying to rip his gums out. All right? He's aggressive. And she'll always say, do you hate your teeth? And I say this, or whatever you do, do it as unto the Lord. <laughs> whether I'm brushing my teeth, come on, whether I'm mowing the yard, and whatever I do, your actions that come out of you, let's do it as if the Lord was in the room. Because can I tell you, if you've invited him to live on the inside of you, he's in the room. So whatever we do, let's do it as unto the Lord. I want you to ask yourself, the next action you do, does this action glorify God? Does this action with the opposite sex of texting back and forth, is it glorifying God and is it glorifying my wife or my husband? Are you hearing me? Because I heard this said one time. I heard a preacher say this. I don't know who said it, but he said this. Just because it's permissible doesn't mean it's beneficial. Just because it's permissible in 2023, how many of y'all know the bar of boundaries has been way far to the left or to the right, whichever way you want to go? But my whole point is this, not just because it is, it is permissible in today's society doesn't mean it's going to be beneficial to you in your walk with Christ and the relationships God's put around you. And this is what you got to say. You've got to say, Holy Spirit, I need your power. I need your power. To have a boundary on the things that I say. I need your power on the things that I think. And I need your power on the things that I choose to do. So I'm going to put a boundary on the things I say. The things I think. And the things I do. You guys getting something out of the word this morning. Here's the last one is this. If I, if I could have some keys. The last one is this. Oh boy. I can't even wait to share this with you. A silent but deadly thing we put in our life, secrets. You want to sabotage a relationship overnight, have some secrets. Can I tell you this? I've, it sabotages not only your relationship with Christ, but it sabotages all the people around you. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 25, it says, And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. How many of y'all know when, if they're under complete exposure, you ain't hiding nothing? At least if I had a girdle on right now, it would hide this belly. And you would never know it. You would just know I had rock-hard abs, which I do. It's not funny. <laughs> I heard, I heard uh, Chris Hodges say this one time. He said, relationships and relationships are only as sick as your secrets. If you don't have trust, you have no relationship. 
And when there are secrets, that is a lack of trust. You know what brings unity? Honesty. I'm gonna say that one more time. You know what brings unity? Honesty does. You know what brings an revival? Repentance. Of being out in the out in the open of what what you need to repent of. Unity makes things stronger. It makes people go forward. When there's secrets in our life, you can't bring all of you because you have secrets. Because part of you is always hidden. I just want to say this. It's a silent, deadly, it's a silent but deadly thing. Don't just give them a part of you that you have. Allow them to know all of you. Can I tell you this? Where there is vulnerability, there is honesty. There is freedom. Remember these? And this isn't an anti-conspiracy whatever. Some of y'all are already gearing up to get offended. Here's a mask from 2020. I did not have one. I had to look in Jennifer's desk. She's the one who had them. She's going to slap. She's going to punch me in the gut for saying that later. Can I tell you this? The, the other day when I was doing my pre-op at the, uh, the hospital, they said, somebody's going to come in and draw your blood. She walks in. She has a mask on. She goes, Pastor Travis. I said, who are you? I, I, honestly, when she said it, I, I kind of understood what she said. But, you know, when those remember going through the drive through line, people be inside all the way away from you. I know they'd be working with other people, but they'd be trying to talk to you through the speaker and a mask. I mean, there's no denying. You guys know me. I was pretty rebellious about the mask. But my whole point is this. You know, the first thing that I thought of when she said, Pastor Travis, I said, I have no clue who you are. She pulled it down, and she's visited a time or two, and she's not real faithful to the house. And we had that conversation. I said, well, wait a minute. I said, you went through all this stuff on the day of surgery. This is where my mind went. I said, I am going to be laying out on that table butt naked while you work on me. I hope nobody's in there in a mask that comes in and says, Pastor Travis. Because they will be finding a new church. <laughs> How many of y'all know you get real close in a hurry right then? Like, well, this is me. <laughs> but can I tell you, for the longest time, people hid behind these. And what I hated about these is I didn't know who people were. There was things behind that, because how many of y'all know, isn't it amazing how much we watch people's mouths? And there's features that God gave you. My whole point is this, there's things that God gave you that you're supposed to give to other people. And if you hide that, how are they ever going to know? This ain't about masks. This is about the secrets that we have in our lives that we cover up. Can I tell you, there's been things in my life that, that I've regretted what I did and I hated it. That I've gone to Pastor Brandy. I'm so thankful for her. That I just went to her and said, hey, I goofed up. This is what I did. I can't tell you the freedom that I had. 
I remember times when I was older in high school and I'd just go to my dad and tell him, like, this was worth being whipped over. Or this was worth, you know, losing privileges to something. Can I tell you, I'm so thankful for being raised in a, in a godly home because what I experienced there was not condemnation, it was freedom. Because I'm telling you this, you can't have the relationship that God wants you to have if you got secrets. Give it to God. Can I tell you, it's secrets. Did they just divorce one day? No, it was secrets that they didn't deal with. And the bar kept being pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed. And then all of a sudden, they grew apart with one another, from one another. Was it? Uh, no. Did they just stop talking to one another? No, it wasn't it. They didn't have any boundaries. So they said that what they wanted to say. They thought what they wanted to think. And they did whatever they wanted to do. And the bar kept being pressed and pressed and pressed. Next thing you know, I don't want anything to do with you. Was it that they just grew apart from each other and their love they they got all the kids out of the home and they just don't love each other anymore no it wasn't it it was some unrealistic expectations man i hope you got something got got something out of the word today listen this if it's a relationship you love and worth fighting for deal with these things but my whole point is this deal with you you can't expect to, your kids to give you secrets if you don't if you have secrets. You you can't expect to get onto somebody else for unrealistic explana- uh, expectations when you have ex- unrealistic ones. You can't expect somebody you can't if you're a boss you can't expect for your employees to live under boundaries when you have no boundaries. Let's set the example. Let's set the bar. I'm talking to me right now. And you should talk to you also. Let's talk to us. Let's not put limitations on an unlimited God. Are you hearing me this morning? Let's all stand to our feet. With a very humble heart, I just want you to examine your life. Is there unrealistic expectations that you have? Whether it be for your kids or your marriage or whatever it is. Is there boundaries that you haven't set? God's called us to live under boundaries. Are you saying whatever you want to say? Listen, that's not healthy. Well, somebody needs to say it. Keep it to yourself. Have you set a boundary on your thoughts? Have you set a boundary on your actions? Is there secrets in your life? Come on. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. The Bible says, confess your sins one to another. One to another. So that there be freedom. I'm telling you, God wants to set you free. Thanks for joining us. We want to thank all of you who give to our ministries here at AOL Church. It's because of you that all of this is possible. You can give now by clicking the link below. And if you haven't already, subscribe and share this message. It helps us reach more people and share the gospel through you. Be sure to stay connected to us through our Church Center app 
our website, arenaoflifechurch.org, and follow us on social media like Facebook and Instagram. May the Lord bless you and keep you. His face shine upon you, be gracious to you, and give you peace. Thanks again for listening. Go and make a difference today.